Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to conservation and careful management of the state's forests to make them more resilient and better habitats for wildlife. Choosewood.com. It's Tuesday, January 24th. This is The Gateway. I'm Wayne Pratt. Missouri Governor Mike Parson wants to expand I-70 while fully funding K-12 education and school transportation. He outlined those plans in the recent State of the State address, and they received general bipartisan support. You know, when you go talking about workforce, you talk about education, health care, infrastructure, those are not Democrat-Republican issues. Those are issues that are good for the state. In just a few minutes, St. Louis Public Radio's Sarah Kellogg speaks with Parson about his proposed budget. Construction begins soon on a $13 million public safety center in East St. Louis. It will have a key role in enhancing public transit safety. St. Louis Public Radio's Will Bauer reports. The 16,000-square-foot facility will be built at the Emerson Park Metrolink Station. It will include backup equipment for the Transit's Control Center, a new St. Clair County dispatch unit, and office space for the county sheriff's office. Former State Representative LaToya Greenwood says the facility is a good example of what reimagining public safety looks like. This is a beginning to reconnect and build new relationships with the community, its riders, and law enforcement. Nearly $10 million will come from the Rebuild Illinois Infrastructure Grant passed last year. The other $3.5 million will come from St. Clair County Transit. If all goes well, construction will be finished by February of next year. I'm Will Bauer, St. Louis Public Radio. Asian Americans and faith leaders will hold a rally today at St. Louis City Hall to call for more mental health resources in communities of color. It will follow Saturday's deadly shooting at a dance hall in California on the eve of the Lunar New Year. Participants will express concerns about mental health and safety in the St. Louis region. The Missouri Asian American Youth Foundation also will launch mental health circle sessions this week. They will be online in English and Mandarin. St. Louis Public Schools is one step closer to choosing a new superintendent. St. Louis Public Radio's Kate Grunke reports. District officials have narrowed down their search to three candidates who are hoping to lead the city schools. One is Nicole Williams, who is currently interim superintendent of the district and was chief of staff to former superintendent Kelvin Adams. Also in the running are Jermaine Dawson, an administrator in Birmingham City Schools, and Keisha Scarlett, an administrator in Seattle Public Schools. The city's Board of Education plans to pick the next superintendent by the end of this month. The successful candidate will start the job in July. I'm Kate Grimke, St. Louis Public Radio. A new bill in Illinois would improve pay and training for an estimated 650,000 temporary workers who get their jobs through staffing agencies. Democratic State Representative Edgar Gonzalez Jr. has unveiled the Temp Workers Fairness and Safety Act. He says the main goal is to ensure temporary workers are paid equally to full-timers and receive proper training. His bill would give state agencies the power to impose increased penalties against companies that do not comply just want to attack uh, bad, uh, bad actors uh, and, and make sure that in, in the end, too, we're, we're keeping uh, these environments as safe as we can uh, for temp workers. Gonzalez proposed similar legislation last session, but after consulting with state agencies, found it difficult to enforce measures due to underfunding. New information from the U.S. Department of Agriculture shows each year there are fewer places to buy groceries. 
St. Louis Public Radio's Jonathan Ault reports the consolidation is especially high in rural areas. The study shows the percentage of grocery sales from the nation's top 20 retailers more than doubled from 1990 to 2020. Additionally, rural grocery stores have continued to close and been replaced by superstores and dollar stores. Scott Vogelar owns Sanborn Foods, an independent grocery store in Sanborn, Iowa. He says the consolidation has forced him to get bigger, in a way, by joining a co-op of small stores. Being as large as they are and as many stores that belong to the co-op, they've got a really good buying power you know, with the manufacturers, so that helps us with prices a lot. Vogelar says the opening of a Dollar General in Sanborn four years ago has made it more difficult to stay afloat. I'm Jonathan All, St. Louis Public Radio. There is a new executive director of the St. Louis VA health care system. Candace Ifabi's appointment starts next week, although she's not expected in St. Louis until February. Ifabi has been in a similar role at the Dole VA Medical Center in Iowa since 2020. She also has experience in Tennessee, Ohio, and the VA Central Office in Washington, D.C. The VA St. Louis system has 3,200 workers and serves more than 70,000 veterans. More money to expand I-70, fully fund school transportation, and raise state worker pay are just some of the items Governor Mike Parson wants to include in Missouri's budget. He outlined his plan during the State of the State Address. St. Louis Public Radio's Sarah Kellogg sat down with Parson and talked about some of his priorities. Looking at what really appears to be the big ticket item, which is $859 million to expand I-70 in three spots in the state, you know, what do you have to say to possible critics that feel like it only helps those who live near I-70 as opposed to, you know, other areas of the state? Yeah, I think when you look at the history of what I've done as governor, whether it's rural bridges, you know, you had the same scenario when we did a lot of the rural bridges over there. We did 250 rural bridges and everybody says, hey, you know, the governor just spent on rural area. So, so that's kind of always a political talking point a little bit. But I think you go back to when I first became governor and they were trying to do the Buck O'Neill Bridge in Kansas City. And I said, yes, I agree with that. So let's do it. The Roachport Bridge in Columbia, the I-270 project in St. Louis, all the money we can free up to do those projects are a win for the state. And the reality of it, that's where the most traffic volume is. If you look at the St. Louis, Columbia, Kansas City. But the bottom line is this. I firmly believe once you get those major uh, areas done, those centers all done and completed, you're going to connect the dots. On the topic of education, uh, fully funding the foundation formula, fully funding school transportation, you know, last year it was pretty much said that fully funding school transportation, which hadn't been done in like over 20 years, was going to be a one-year thing and maybe not to count on it next year. And now it looks like you want this done annually. You know, why did you make that decision? Well, most certainly because it's critical that you get kids back and forth from school. And I mean, you got to do some fundamental things there. Fundamental is get them there, transportation-wise. So I think we got to do that. And I think also by creating that new transportation money, and again, continually fully fund the foundation formula with an additional 117 million. You know, no school out there should be having a budget problem. If it's a budget problem, it's self-inflicted because we're totally funding the programs, we're totally funding transportation, and that should have freed up a lot of money from do lots of other things within their areas, whether that's teacher pay, whether that's other uh, areas of education. Also related to schools, I understand the state of the dress is largely a budgetary speech, um, but 
uh, on the topic of school safety, 50 million in grants, why not push for more kind of on a policy front when it comes to school safety? Well, one, I think you got to figure out 50 million is a lot of money to put in school safety. You got to figure out, okay, what, what is the guidelines for that? What are you going to be using it for? You know, I, I think that's one thing that, that I'm not a big fan of. And I think sometimes government just says, we're going to spend this big number of dollars on something. But if you don't have a plan, how are you going to expend it or how are you going to execute it? What are you doing? Just because you want to say it's a big number. But really, it's about keeping kids safe, keeping teachers safe, keeping administration safe. And how do we do that? And what did we learn from St. Louis that, that we can do better uh, the way things occur when a tragedy does happen? You, you, I think you always, and this is the old law enforcement in me, when a tragic event happens, you should always go back and reevaluate everything that occurred, you know, why it occurred. Is there something you can do that's better? And I think, uh, unfortunate tragedy, but we need to learn from that. In that particular circumstance, it appears that a red flag law might have helped that. You know, they went to the police and said this person is a danger to themselves or others, and law enforcement weren't able to take that gun away. You know, is there any version of a red flag law that you think could pass? Yeah, I mean, I mean, you can you can argue that you could have did this differently, you could have did that differently. If the security guards would have been armed, would it have made a difference that day? And I mean, all of those things are going to come to light. You know, people with mental health issues, deranged people, you know, you just don't have control over them and they're going to be there and there's something society's going to do. We're not going to be able to fix all that. Many, many times during the state of the state, you know, Democrats stood up and applauded quicker than Republicans did on some of your proposals. What do you make of this? Well, I, I think it, it goes back to just there's so many things that we all agree on as people that live in this state. And it's not always about all the things we totally disagree on, uh, all the hot button issues. You know, when you go talking about workforce, and you talk about education, health care, infrastructure, those are not Democrat, Republican issues. Those are issues that are good for the state and it's good for everyday people. I mean, you know, basic fundamentals. People want to be safe when they leave their homes. They want to feel like they're safe when their kids go to school. They want to feel like they're safe. They want your kids to have an education and they want people to go into the workforce. And I think that's what that's what that state of the state was really addressing. It wasn't addressing what we disagree on. It was addressing the things we agree on. So let's get those things done. We have more of Parsons' comments at stlpr.org. The Gateway is a production of St. Louis Public Radio, a listener-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt. Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house.